All right, welcome. I'd like to get into things pretty quickly today, so I'll just leave a reminder that for anyone who is new to the show, please pause, jump back, check out the quick intro. It gives a lot of great context about what this project is really about, and you might be a little bit confused if you don't. So I, I suggest anyone who's new to, to check that out. That's the intro. It's the very first episode of the show, and it's only about seven minutes long. But for those of you who are returning, just another reminder to subscribe to our Substack newsletter. That's impostorsanonymous.substack.com. We've got some supplemental content coming out on a weekly basis, so it's the best place to keep tabs on the show and, and show your support. It will always be offered for free, so that's always an option, but anyone that is really getting value from the show and feels compelled to support, that's awesome and, and obviously appreciated. But other than that, we'll jump right into it. So thanks for giving this a shot, and I hope you enjoy. You don't know how lucky you are being a monkey. The past is just a story we tell ourselves. Welcome to Imposters Anonymous. Zez, thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you, Brandon. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Uh, it's, uh, it's just another quiet day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, can't complain about that. Um, yeah, no, no, no floods, you know. <laughs> oh, floods. No heat, no heat waves, <laughs> no, nothing like that, so... <laughs> Has that, has that happened recently? <laughs> no, not not in Portugal, so for, for now that's cool. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to kind of keep yourself in a, in a relatively happy lane in life. If you just yeah, remember could... that there's there's no floods, there's no fires, there's no tornadoes, there you, go. you know. It's... <laughs> there you go. Like, it's on the news and it's yeah. on the sea now. So. Right, honestly. It, it, can be, it can be hard to stay optimistic these days. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta take. You, you can't. You, you can when there's no flood in your town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. This is kind of the first question I ask myself every morning: Is is there a flood right now? <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. If I look out the window. And we're good. I'm. I'm yeah. all good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's you got to write a book about that. You know, it's a, like a self help yeah, yeah. book. It's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to live like, a happy uh, life. Yeah, no floods, you're already ahead. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's a that's a fair segue to, to where I wanted to go first anyway. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just know that comedy has always been a, a huge part of your life. And I'm just kind of curious what the that realm kind of means to you and, and why, why personally you feel like it's even uh -huh. important to try to make people laugh in the first place. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it was a, a, a defense mechanism as a kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, the more you uh, the more you learn about the the subject or comedy in the case, um, you go back and you rewrite um, how you perceive the, the the 
that you got so much interest in this. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, I didn't, maybe I didn't realize that was probably a defense mechanism, but mm -hmm. maybe it was, you know, like I was a small kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like one year younger uh, mm. than my classmates when I, you know, when I was in a primary school. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess it's not <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of as, as then, a means to connect with others uh, or, or even yes. disarm a little bit, if you will. Yeah, disarm, disarm bullies. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be the smarty pants when. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, uh, I guess, uh, a huge love for cartoons uh, since mm. a young age. So the, the, probably the two combined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that definitely makes sense. I feel like it's. And I don't know if it's something that you've noticed, and it's maybe not something that I'm as aware of, but I've heard it spoken to before that sometimes, uh, at least in this like very safe and modern, I guess relatively safe and modern landscape that we all live in, that mm -hmm. since things are like less directly competitive, uh, it's not like we're always like physically fighting each other all the time. That yes. that people often like I guess that's kind of how they. Uh, how they have the sort of combat uh, in modern times is, is whoever can yeah. like get the biggest laugh or, or be the funny person yeah. in the room uh, kind of asserts yeah. a certain uh, strange kind of dominance. Uh, but, you know, it's, so, there's yeah. definitely some truth to it. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like a rap battle. You know, right. It's like, it's like, um, uh, it's like it's like fighting in, in romantic times, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. But then there's like nothing worse than when it's like, uh, it's very overt and you see, like, I don't know if you've experienced this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you'll see like a, a group of guys and it's like very clearly a competition about who can be the funniest. And oh, so, definitely. <laughs> so everyone is like yeah. really pushing for their own jokes and punchlines to land and it's just like not working um yeah. like there's nothing more uncomfortable <laughs> than that scenario yeah. where someone's like really trying their best to be funny and it's just not going over well and it's not working yeah yeah that, that, that's shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually people are not professionals at this right <laughs> right yeah no i mean the, the average person i think like you said maybe does it on some level to uh as a defense mechanism or just as a means to, to try to relate. Um, and I think there's something to be said. I know you've done, you mentioned doing some stand up before that there's a certain level of like, you, you have to be a self-aware enough to make fun mm -hmm. of yourself like uh -huh. first, because if you don't, <laughs> no one's ever going to yeah. take you seriously because they're, they have all the critiques of, of your personality. So like if anything, comes through that you're not acknowledging up front about yourself yeah people kind of tune you out so there is this like weird stigma about comedians having to be very self-deprecating um, uh, and kind of self-hating to be able to be funny because if at any point the audience is like you know pointing something out about you that you don't you're not aware of then it's there's too much of a disconnect but i, I don't know if you've yeah. ever experienced that personally sure sure uh, yeah well that's kind of that's kind of my approach, you know, like self-deprecating. Mm. I'm always, I'm always very much okay with people 
sort of roasting me, yeah. <laughs> something like that, you know, like actually roasts that I like are, are uh, when the, the, the person who's being roasted is someone who I like. You know, like, right. There was, uh, there used to be these uh, Comedy Central roasts, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Trump was there. I didn't watch yeah. that episode. <laughs> I didn't care about Trump. I mean, back, even back then, right? I, right. Uh, I, I remember uh, seeing some of the roasts, but, but the person roasted definitely must be someone I really like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I enjoy. <laughs> and and the, the people you were talking just now about, uh, like uh, the group of guys that, that will <laughs> make jokes and try to make this like little competition. Mm. Usually th those people are, are uh, I mean, they're never the butt of their own jokes, right? Right. <laughs> mm. So... That's why they come across uh, as uh, awful. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's yeah. like always pointing at someone else. And, uh, mm -hmm. Right. And they can't take it. You know, you can dish it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the yeah. second it gets turned, it's uh, <laughs> it's a totally different uh -huh. ballgame. But um, I'm curious, just briefly, have you ever been in a scenario like where you just absolutely bombed? You know, like you, you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Oh. like no laughs whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I've always wondered what that's I, like. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the worst. <laughs> uh, so I did very little stand up because uh, I, I think my main problem uh, would be being on stage, like as a as a physical being. Yeah. Like, that's horrible. Like mm -hmm. going to a room where everyone's facing the other direction than you. <laughs> it's just weird in a weird position mm -hmm. so the uh, and, and the and the feeling of like you have to be funny like make me laugh you know like yeah. it, it can be very <laughs> what I'm here stressful mm. yeah <laughs> and uh, uh yeah so uh, i had three shows only the, the first one was kind of okay that's what Made made me go yeah the, the second one i was bombing halfway and then i was able to turn it around and mm. and 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 I, and I killed. So yeah. <laughs> it was very it was really fun. It was like a drug, like mm -hmm. not like like I drew a bunch of drugs, but but it felt like yeah, sure. <laughs> it felt like a drug. Yeah. <laughs> like if you really feel uh, way too good, you know, like mm -hmm. way oh, yeah. too good for, for a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to feel that good. Yeah. And then I had I had a third show and that really sucked. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> well, at the time I complained that it was too far away from the city. People wouldn't get me. You yeah. know, I, <laughs> my strategies. I just sucked. It, it wasn't it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And then I and then I stopped trying it. The, uh, that's that's why I created a, um, a cartoon show, you know, an animated mm. show. I, I want <laughs> at yeah. least there would be like char cartoon characters <laughs> doing this stuff for me. Mm. A little safer. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no tomatoes being thrown. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean it's it's definitely interesting. It's it's something I've never experienced at all, and I'm I'm certainly a lover of comedy, and I've been to some shows. But I, I've certainly been in some crowds when people were bombing and it's, it's always just such a, it's so uncomfortable even to be in the crowd. So yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be that person up there. Who's it's really bad. <laughs> it's really, it's like it as just... bad as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, my, my wife grew up doing improv um, 
Oh, cool. Awesome. And, and all of that and like through high school and stuff. And she was very into it. And her, her mom, you know, hosts uh, or at least previously hosted a uh, kind of it's sort of an open mic that that is somewhat improv focused for years and taught classes. So it's it's something I've been a little bit exposed to. But I just like could think of few things that are more terrifying to me personally than the prospect yeah. of like having to purely improvise and to bomb in that scenario. Um, yeah. Where like even yeah. when you at least with like stand up, you you've got jokes. You know, you've got in theory you've got something written something somewhat yeah. prepared but to get up there with just like almost no resource nothing uh I, I don't know how they do it it's it always impresses me but i i would crumble i'm 100 percent sure yeah well yeah yeah i was so impressed that i, I had to try something myself but uh, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i think everybody has that idea within them you yeah. know you go to yeah, a yeah, show yeah. and you're like I, I could maybe do that you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah exactly because it's and even like the logistic of it it's very cool to to go to a to go to a bar and have nothing. I mean, I play music as well, and I I, I play drums, mm. so I always carry right. heavy <laughs> heavy stuff, you know, with me, and that's not cool. And <laughs> and when you go to a bar with nothing, you know, and you just grab a mic that the bar will have mm-hmm. for you, and yeah. uh, and then you go home with like the money of the night. That mm. seems so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. I've so never that, really that was an appeal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't even even uh, like a uh, uh, you don't even. It, you don't need a studio or mm-hmm. not even a computer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very minimalist. You yeah. can just kind of hit the road and uh, see what happens. But uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot one day. Just just get yeah. that bomb out of the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the the good thing about bombing is that our trying stand up in general is that um, whenever you talk again, like it's it's. Uh, in public mm-hmm. it's not really a problem yeah I mean, people aren't expecting jokes so it's fine it's going to be fine you know right. one joke is better than nothing <laughs> that's not what you ask for in a stand-up <laughs> right yeah you just have to make yeah. sentences uh successfully yeah. and that's, people are generally yeah. impressed if, if you can do that uh so that's that's mostly my my goal is just to put as many words together uh in succession without failing and uh, that seems like a success to me but uh yeah i'm curious i guess on maybe either side of it maybe kind of more on the the backside uh as a as an animator and uh your kind of interest in in sketch comedy and all of that or or on the more front end side in your kind of i guess brief exposure to stand up but i'm just kind of curious how you wrap your head around just like the overall increasing difficulty of just being funny at all without, without offending yeah. people, because yeah. it's yeah. obviously like the number of things that uh, are funny is just slowly and maybe rapidly decreasing. And like, totally, it's, it's yeah. almost yeah. impossible to watch anything from like a couple decades ago without cringing a little bit because you're like, yeah, Oh my yeah. God, like this, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but it's, it's totally <laughs> unacceptable and taboo now. Yeah, 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 and even yeah, now yeah. it's like, you go back five years and it's what was funny five years ago <laughs> isn't even okay. So you, you go back to like the seventies and you're like, Oh my God, this is it's unwatchable. Yeah. Um, and so it feels like the bar just like keeps getting moved, which I think in some ways obviously is positive, but in other mm-hmm. ways, it's just way harder to be funny. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking about my wife earlier. 
she did improv in, in high school and like some sketch comedy. And she was saying like, even the stuff she did in high school, like would be absolutely totally rejected now. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm just kind of curious if that has affected you at all or just how you kind of wrap your head around it as far as what you consume or create. Uh, is that, do you, are you concerned about offending other people or do you just kind of uh, do what you do and hope for the best? <laughs> that that's uh yeah that's the key point of of comedy right now or the key question right now mm -hmm. it's um it's really a mixture it's a, as you said mo some stuff it's uh it's just cringy and <laughs> <laughs> maybe we shouldn't ever uh, uh we shouldn't ever uh, do that uh, mm. i mean decades ago and um and uh, right now yeah, a, a lot of stuff is pretty bad, um, but um, but some stuff is it, it, it's good. Okay, I think maybe the main reason is because the, the world is very open now. So when when you're talking uh, when you're talking on the internet, like mm -hmm. every I mean every ethnicity, everyone everyone will mm -hmm. have access to it. Right. So you're not you're not talking uh, to, to to that group of people in your town or something. Right. right? So that that's a huge different, uh, huge difference, and um, so I'm not really when I start I started the podcast like uh, six months ago, mm -hmm. and at the very beginning I was a little worried like with stuff that I I might have to cut or mm -hmm. out, um, but what really happened that I, I either I I don't really offend. Or I offend, but I don't care. Maybe you know, like I, I don't, right. I, I don't, I'm not sure when I'm offending, and I don't want to offend. Mm -hmm. I think the, the 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 person that I like to to hear like briefly the most was I, I think it was Nikki Glazer. She was at the Bill Maher show, which mm -hmm. I know you like. Yeah, yeah, and, I saw that. Uh, and cool. and yeah, you mm -hmm. saw her, and mm -hmm. she 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 talked about cancel culture, and she was making the point that she doesn't want to offend people. She just doesn't want. And I feel that you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's like it, it's an ugly side of comedy, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And um, even though even though there there's like edgier stuff that uh, I I want to say yeah maybe people would have to pay a subscription to <laughs> you know like like right. people who want and people who understand and and are into the context mm -hmm. i think it's con context m most of the time right. like um, the 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 i think like you say 5 years ago or something before before a, a whole lot of culture stuff overcame politics or mm. well um so maybe okay uh, uh edger jokes mm. like racist jokes or something like that i always had the feeling that f racist jokes weren't about like the the, the prejudice the, it wasn't like to offend the the person mm. but more like uh, uh we know this is wrong mm. thing you know like right we all we're all in this together and we know this is very wrong mm -hmm. so that's that's how i viewed even like the, the worst jokes back then mm -hmm. and now i'm i'm afraid i don't really look at some of the same comics 
some of them seem a little edgier mm-hmm. nowadays, which is strange. I changed uh, as well right. uh, w- with it. And I think that's why, like, um, a lot of uh, absurd comedy is getting very big because it's like um, a way of not offending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it, it has been an interesting development in the past, I'd say maybe five or so years to see more and more of yeah. it kind of break through into the relative mainstream uh, because it does in some ways get at what edgier comedy did in the past without mm-hmm. having to necessarily, uh, I guess, marginalize anyone, that it's not necessarily specifically targeting anyone because if you make it absurd enough and abstract enough yeah it's it's clearly not meaning to to get at anything uh real so i think that people maybe have a little bit more of an appetite for it uh and they uh, you know it's it's just like kind of like i was saying before we were we're all in this weird space where sometimes you you watch things and like a part of you is like wow that's really funny and then a part of you is like, should I be laughing at this? And whenever yeah. you're fighting on that level, you're you're just getting less out of it, though. Like you're anytime yeah. your audience is having to feel that way, um, for whatever reason, they're yeah. they're somehow you know on some level they're missing part of the point. And so I think sometimes I, it's almost like it has to be everything or nothing. Like you have to go in and just be like. If this makes me laugh, it makes me laugh and I don't care. Yeah. Or you have yeah. to be like, I'm going to really try to analyze every single one of these jokes as they come in and decide yeah. if it's totally kosher. And uh, I don't know if the latter is really a way to enjoy comedy. You know, like I, so yeah, you yeah. could just opt for stuff that doesn't make you feel that way ever. You know, you could opt for yeah. comedy, uh, you know, comedians, mm-hmm. writers, whatever, who, who give you material where just every joke you're like, that doesn't make me feel weird at all. Um, even if it's slightly less funny. Uh, but (laughs) I think even that is better than the middle ground of sitting there the whole time and just being like, "Uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Especially like in a group. I don't know if you do this at all. Or I guess if you go to a show or, um, you know, you're just watching something on Netflix at home and, you know, you've got five, six people, and it's different to like watch something alone than with others. So like you have to decide uh-huh. like what's okay to laugh at and like read other people's laughter because you don't want to be the only one laughing at something that everyone else finds offensive. Oh, um, I, I'm, I'm usually the, the only one laughing at stuff. <laughs> not even, not, I'm not talking about offensive stuff. I mean, just, I, <laughs> just in general. I think I laugh at, at like uh, something off track or. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably live a really long time because it's supposed to be really good for you to laugh. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. There's like old people that, that, that uh, like their face is already drawn to, to a smile, you know, like, you know, like that's their, their, their default position. That seems like a good life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great quality to have. Uh, much better than like being someone who is very hard to make laugh. Like it seems like kind of a boring oh, life yeah. <laughs> where like yeah, nothing's funny boring. for you. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's not a whole lot of fun, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of a, 
it's an interesting situation to be in. And like I said, I think sometimes I just default to like, I'm just going to be totally open-minded here um, and see what happens. And if it's, I don't know, maybe it's too subjective, but I feel like it's not funny if it's actually offensive. So I feel like I won't Mm -hmm. laugh at something, like something really won't get me laughing that to me feels like the intent is bad. Um, yeah, 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 of course. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like people have a sense for that. Of and course, yeah. if someone's coming off in a certain, like, genuinely sure. derogatory way, then... Uh, Bad faith. Th- yeah. yeah, you can you can kind of feel that. But when someone's obviously, you know, just trying to get laughs, I think genuine, generally that's felt. And uh, if people are laughing, it's probably not that bad is how i usually feel but if everyone goes silent then it's like okay uh maybe maybe there's something there that i'm missing or uh that's worth reconsidering but it it can be difficult or even just like like i said sitting at home with with just my wife and i and and obviously we laugh at different things sometimes and it's just an interesting dynamic sometimes because like i feel like i laugh more when i watch something with someone else I don't know if you ever uh-huh. experienced that when I'm by myself. I feel like I'm much harder my, to make yeah. laugh. Um, yes, yes, definitely, yeah. Because once someone else starts laughing, it's like kind of this group collective yeah, experience. Thing, yeah. uh, when you're by yourself, it feels like a little silly to like laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it, it does happen to me a lot, like laughing out loud yeah. by myself. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's just a, it's become more and more of an interesting space because it is this one realm that you could kind of call it the final frontier for for cancel culture, because in theory, Mm -hmm. comedy is like, in a way, forever insulated from that, because the comedian can always just say like, hey, I was just, I was just making a joke, like, this is all in jest, I wasn't being serious, Um, which in theory, like, something I struggle with sometimes is because you could always use that excuse. And you, so you could say yeah, something yeah, like yeah. genuinely awful and offensive and derogatory and then just be like, I was just trying to oh, be funny. Joke. And that that doesn't fix it. But at the same time, yeah. if it's true, and this is someone's job to be funny, you're paying to see them be funny and you don't have to pay to see them be, to be funny if you don't like what they say. I, it's kind of like, uh, is, it, is it to some degree on the audience if if they're offended? But it really can go both ways. And I know that I'm personally a very difficult person to offend, maybe to a fault. Like uh-huh. I, I often just assume good intentions uh, in people, yeah, yeah. which I think in, in some, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways is a good quality, but sometimes I give people too much of the benefit of the doubt. So I can <laughs> acknowledge that, you know, sometimes I'm not always right on that front, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I can find humor in almost anything and I don't know if that makes me a bad person mm. <laughs> or, or what, but, um, <laughs> but personally, I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I'm trying to think who said it, but someone once was, uh-huh. I think it was a, a comedian, of course, but they were just kind of talking about hoping to get to a point in history where we can make a joke about anything like that. That should be the mm. ultimate mm-hmm. goal. And in a way, it seems like, culturally speaking, we're actually moving in the opposite direction where we're just continuing to add to the list of things that we can't joke about. Whereas in theory, and again, this is a little bit of a a broader philosophical stance that to some degree I 
personally agree with, but it's, 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 I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much because it'll take us in a different direction, but it's, it's an argument about like what sort of world that you want to live in. And uh, you could argue that the only like that true progress is getting to the point where everyone can talk about anything. Everybody can laugh about anything and that can be okay. As opposed to saying we want to live in a world where nothing is ever said that could ever offend anyone. Um, you know, like they're just very divergent worldviews, but it's hard to feel like the latter is progress. You know, like it's hard to feel like getting to a point where like, say, like, I mean, let's say something arbitrary, like we can't talk about people's toenails, you know, like if that was something that people all of a sudden one day were like, no more jokes about toenails. Like, is is that, uh, (laughs) is that progress for people who are insecure about their toenails? I, I mean, maybe, but wouldn't it be better if that was something that like everyone felt comfortable sharing their toenails, uh, talking about them, being um, being comfortable with having conversations, you know, across boundaries and borders about these sorts of things feels like more the world that we would want. Uh, yeah. But maybe maybe I'm coming out of left field on that, but it just seems a little bit backwards to me. Yeah, totally. Maybe maybe there's maybe it's not a perfect world where you can joke about absolutely everything or maybe to to make that a reality uh <laughs> would would never happen but maybe you would have to have a uh, uh, more uh, like equality um, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a broad term but mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe like the people who, f- who feel offended are, are uh, feel like less than or mm-hmm. are seen as less than or there's like a conception but, mm. uh, uh, so maybe if everyone feels like more like uh, take down hierarchies right right then maybe that that's a way for people to to be more okay maybe it's culture maybe if you mm. should have something something sort of like comedy in school maybe mm. people would know how to handle it right uh, but otherwise yeah you you both of you don't want to go offending people with bad with with try with jokes that you're trying, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, uh, yeah, and also you you don't like to to live in a world that where you can talk about a lot of stuff that that should mm. be should be fine. It seems like it should be fine, and but, yeah, mm. yeah. you know, pe- people should maybe just pay to go to um to a dark comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. it's context i guess mm. it's, it really is context I, i'm sure uh, the jokes that i do around people who know my intentions you know and friends and stuff uh, those are maybe different or i i go a little bit extra mm. when they know sure. where i'm coming from yeah right. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think i guess maybe the the end of the argument is that an ideal world like that's that's how we would feel about everyone, you know, that we would yeah. we would have that sort of, uh, I guess, understanding or uh, an acknowledgement of intention that we could say like, OK, I, I, I even if you're not my friend, if you're if you're here to make jokes, I can acknowledge that you're not you're not necessarily here to offend. Um, but obviously, that's a very hard place to get to. And, and you make a good point about any sort of, uh, you know, cultural, socioeconomic uh, inequality is, is going to conflate all of these things on some level. And yeah. uh, I think it's, 
I think where some of the more bright lines get drawn is like, well, okay, it's not that no one can talk about this. It's, uh, it's that, you know, you don't want to have, you don't want to see punching down, right? You know, like punching up is, is like always okay. You know, if you're like, if you're like going after the man, uh, you know, you're going That's after, true. I guess, Uncle Sam here in the States or yeah. whatever, um, you know, big business, anything, uh, yeah. it, it, uh, anything, you know, you could say the most vile shit in the world as long as you're punching yeah. up. Uh, and there's a perception that whoever you're making fun of is like generally better off than you or, or more exactly, privileged. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, roles are reversed and, and you feel like someone's punching down. Then it's like that's where people start to yeah. get a little bit uncomfortable. Um, obviously, that there's a huge amount of gray area there as far as, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. what is what is really up and down and and what is more of a lateral? Like, can you punch laterally? <laughs> what are the rules? Of <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are the rules? <laughs> you know, that's where it gets uh, it gets more complicated. Um, and yeah. I think some people just throw it all out the window and they're just like, I'm going to come out swinging and whoever's in the way uh -huh. might get hit. Uh, and some people yeah. try to be a little more finesse. You know, they, they try to they try to do Tai Chi up there on the stage. Um, and uh -huh. I think sometimes it works and sometimes it really doesn't, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. even with something yeah. like I don't know if you watch like SNL. Um, like, yeah, yeah, like Saturday Night Live. Sure. I mean, yeah. I think uh, most people used to more because I think you could argue that it used yeah. to be funnier, but for something that's very mm -hmm. mainstream, comes on network television, um, where they're having you to... You just can't what'd you go say? edgier, right? You just can't go edgier. Oh, yeah, I you mean, just for, can't. For, for that yeah. context, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not like enough. My grandma and... would be listening <laughs> to, to that, maybe. <laughs> right, there could be kids, but, you know, I feel like even, yeah. you know, a decade ago it was, it still was, it was just easier and they could, they could push boundaries mm -hmm. a little bit. And now yeah. it's, things have just changed in a lot of good ways, but also it's just, mm -hmm. as we started, it's, it's harder to be funny. Their job is harder. So I'm not trying to like bash SNL, but it's yeah. just, it's a little bit harder to watch these days. And I don't really watch it anymore uh -huh. because it can be very hit or miss because they are having to do this dance all the time and make sure you're yeah. not stepping on anyone's Avoid all the lasers. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's difficult what they do. Um, yeah, it is. And, and since they're on network television, I don't think there's an option to do what maybe a comedy central can, uh, yeah. where it's just a little bit, uh, a little more no holds barred where it's like you, 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 you're here. This is, this is the comedy network. Like you, you know what you're in for. Yeah. Oh, um, it's context, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah. that really does, does matter ultimately. And I think, I think that's where I sometimes get discouraged and maybe it'll be a, a good segue uh, to something I'd like to talk about later, which is just overall creative expression and people mm -hmm. just bringing their genuine selves to the world is that, as you said, I think most people would say like behind closed doors, they make jokes, they say things that could get them fired or that would, you know, get them quote unquote canceled for whatever that means, or that yeah. would just be generally looked down upon by others. But given the context, it's understood. Uh, close friends, family members, they understand where yeah. you're coming from. Uh, but that 
I feel like at base is who people truly are. And I feel like fewer and fewer people are bringing that to the world. And they're only offering that to the people that already know them best. And so you get kind of, you know, siloed into these, these echo chambers that you only really share your genuine self with like a handful of people. Uh, And I feel like that's kind of dangerous in in some ways and just overall negative that, Mm -hmm, again, mm -hmm. I I get some of the reasoning behind all of this and I empathize with it. But if we're getting to a place where people feel like there's uh, a lot of, I guess, what more formally called like preference falsification, uh, a lot of times it's talked about politically where, you know, everyone, uh, especially now, feels like they have to like people generally present themselves as a little bit more left-leaning than they are just because that's what's more culturally accepted. And, Uh but it's also why the elections and the polls are always so inaccurate because uh, outwardly people are like, Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm good with that. I I support all this Uh, because it's, again, it's, it's the, the dominant culture now it's what's in media and uh it's what's generally understood but then behind closed doors they're like uh you know (laughs) they're they're being a little bit more honest about how they feel um and you know it just for me it it all kind of connects whether it's about comedy or not that when people are are more like there's a bigger gap between how people act publicly uh versus how they act privately i feel like that yeah. It can become an issue very quickly, but I don't know if it's as much of a thing um, in your experience or in, po- in Portugal, uh, if it's something that is more an American phenomenon right now, but it was like just like a, a pretty big thing in the past few years for us. Yeah, I, I know. And well, uh, um, America sets the stage. So yeah. whatever separate, I, I usually, I only listen to, not only, but, but I listen a lot more to news from, from the United States than mm. Portugal. Right. Because I know like in three years, it's going to happen here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's something like that. So, um, yeah. So w- what I think happens here is, um, uh, I, I bet a lot like it happens there. Like, I'll say uh, like right-leaning people will be very vocal mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and uh, it, it, uh, I'm like obviously a leftist, but but I don't I don't want the label. I really don't want the label, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I felt like th- these last years I leaned more towards left, mm-hmm. just to be an opposition yeah. <laughs> to to the other guys, you know. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really make me very comfortable, you know. Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm I'm like I'm I'm like on the side of of stuff that I don't really agree on, you know? right? And and it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a big spectrum. Mm. There's all types of left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And right. <laughs> that's a that's an important distinction for sure. Yeah. But yeah, and I think to your point, it really just depends, and I think. I'm largely, of course, speaking from, you know, a U.S. perspective that that right now the, you know, the left is, is kind of the the dominant culture, if you will. Um, I mean, I think probably politically as well, even despite uh-huh. the past four years for whatever that's worth. But um, obviously in other cultures, like whatever is that dominant culture is what people tend to, you know, 
uh, falsify their preferences towards because you want to yeah. kind of seem just a little bit more uh, in agreement with with what seems normal, and you don't want to start conflicts yeah. that you don't have to. Yeah. Um, but it also makes it like it's it's just very hard to get a genuine read on people or yeah. to even like have your finger on the pulse of what your culture and society is like because you you go out in the world and you're like oh wow like this is interesting and this is cool or you or sure I mean let me take that all back you go on social media because people don't go out in the world so much anymore <laughs> uh this is how we yeah. perceive the world is online so you go online and you yeah. see a very very small percentage of the population being very very loud about certain things mm -hmm. and that being magnified and so you're like oh wow this is how people feel now like that's good to know yeah. i should probably adjust um uh -huh. but then you sit down with people and behind closed doors or on a podcast where that's anonymous and <laughs> you you find <laughs> out that that people don't actually think the same way and that, yeah. that everyone isn't just like totally on board with everything that uh, appears to be, you know, what's what's moving forward or, or whatever uh, is just gaining steam online or, or in the political sphere. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just kind of a, a strange time to live in when it seems like that gap just continues to grow where mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. feel like the average person is actually quite moderate at base if you have sure, a real yeah, conversation yeah. with them uh yeah. if you really break down issues uh whether this be political or not like no one is no one exists in a bubble and sure you have your extremists who are just like yes absolutely everything that this person says is right but most people don't feel that way and most people have diverse lives in lots of ways they you know Definitely. even if you're you, you know you you bleed blue like you you might have a close friend who's uh, uh you know a police officer or was in the military or uh was a, a pastor or whatever like you, you, you life is just more complicated and you, when you get to know anyone from any walk of life or perspective mm -hmm. your your views become much less rigid very quickly um yeah and again, I feel like for me, that, that feels like progress to, to live in a world where everyone can have diverse opinions and, and, know, and, and support lots of people. Um, but it just seems like these days it's, it's more and more common to have to be like, you know, I, I'm either here or I'm here. And uh, to, to step outside of that just feels not worth it for people to like get into a, a lively debate with someone they don't know uh, that yeah. th the cost of that just feels so high. And maybe as someone who enjoys that, I just kind of, I, I lament that a little bit because I feel like it's just harder yeah. to engage people. It's harder to get people to, to talk about difficult issues or, or to really open up because mm -hmm. you see them just kind of like all the time being like, Oh, okay. Like we're going to, we're going to go here. Um, and the tone of the I conversation changes, but um Again, I that this might be the U.S. might be leading the charge on this front. Um, Definitely, yeah. it, it might not be as similar where you are. Uh, maybe it will be in a few years, but uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it as it. Uh, I guess as I was starting with quite a, a long time mm -hmm. ago, where I was trying to go with this is that. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of curious. I, I know we kind of briefly spoke before about how important creativity and just right. like creativity. open expression is is for you mm -hmm. as as an individual and it it seems like 
for lots of reasons and, and a lot of things that you've done, uh, you're, you're someone who's at least able to do your best to, to be genuine and to be vulnerable and, and to express in a free way. Uh, but I think most people really struggle with that now more than ever. And I'm just curious if that's something that always like someone came naturally to you or if you felt like you've developed over time or anything of that nature. Yeah, well, I, th I think it came natural just because I do this from a very young age. I, meaning I would do like little theater pieces of sketch comedy, of Portuguese sketch comedy mm. when I was a kid. Like mm. I'd grab my brother and my cousins and we would do this for my right. parents. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. how it started. Then we started filming and, um, uh, you know, as kids. Uh, and um, so, so, yeah, and again, a lot of animation. It used to be a huge deal for, for me. Mm. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to be a cartoon, char uh, cartoon character or something. <laughs> <you> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, which is something like, that like uh, stretches the limits of, of, of uh, the imagination or what, or what you can do. The, those are really collaterals, fr mm. free will and uh, vulnerability. Right. Uh, yeah and and being genuine that that's that's really cool i i hope to to always pursue that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean that's that's uh i feel like a, a wonderful origin story as far as uh, yeah. the, the the making little sketches as a kid for your parents i mean that's that's yeah. it's very wholesome i always used to feel like it was a, a very boring story <laughs> But yeah, all, all that said, uh, obviously, it's on some level you were you were always compelled towards uh, taking whatever internal inspiration or imagination you had and, and trying to manifest that and, and share that. Um, but I'm I'm always very curious as you know people who I guess coexist in this creative space that how uh, is it difficult for you to to work in on many levels in such a space where everything that you do and, and the value of it is so attached to other people's judgments where like if one day everyone just decided yeah. that you weren't good at anything, like you wouldn't have a job, you wouldn't have any opportunity. If yeah, everyone yeah. just turned on you and was like, no, uh -huh. uh, Zez is terrible. Uh, yeah. that that would just be it for you and yeah. that all the time like it's there's there's nothing objective about your outputs that it, it always could be shut down it always could be uh rejected and it's not like you're uh -huh. a, a mathematician where you just be like i just got the answers right uh i, yeah. I this is this is technically proficient that just overall is that something that you feel like weighs on you just being so attached to others judgments or something that you just kind yeah. of uh, always have found it easy to, to shirk off. Yeah. Well, uh, I was always okay with this until recently when people start getting canceled, I noticed that there was a, a, a real thing. Mm -hmm. My favorite comic is Louis CK. So he passed oh, away yeah. in 2017. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't yeah. really, really let. Uh, no, like trust that. me. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. the best, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, not defending. Uh, right. Yet, no, but, not at all. But uh, um, I, 
I've never really had a problem with it. Uh, but maybe I should diversify a little bit, like <laughs> making something that it's not attached to my name, right. just so I can go on. <laughs> something goes. I, I, like as we were talking about, like what was uh, funny, like ten years ago, it's not funny uh, anymore or even cringe. Like I used to try uh, jokes when when I started in in two thousand nine or something on Twitter. And uh, I mean, a, a couple of years ago, I went back and just deleted tweet, Twitter because <laughs> I, I, don't, I have no idea, no idea what kind of stuff I was posting there, you know. And, and even if it was all in 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 what I uh, assumed was good faith, you know, mm. uh, it's context, and I have no idea how it's gonna come across. And again, I don't want to offend anyone. My um, my my main problem with writing jokes, and 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 you would see like the. Uh, trying to write jokes sometimes it can when you look back at the the notepad all, all you see <laughs> is like kind of hatred hate speech sometimes yeah and i had a a, a one thing it was religion that's mm. the one thing that i that that that, that, that I, I used to like put my hate yeah, onto yeah, it. yeah. Mm. that was my the one thing that I, I still don't i still don't don't enjoy it in any way yeah. or shape but I don't talk about it anymore because I feel I feel kind of, kind of censored. But but I don't want to offend really, right. you know. So it's weird. Mm. It's very weird. I, have, I either I have a ton of stuff to say, but yeah. I don't want to say because anything that I'll say it's it's very offensive to someone who lives by it. So mm. right, you know, I, no, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I really don't. Yeah, it's it's a very intimate aspect of life for for a lot of the world and so it's yeah it's definitely you know you've got as we you mentioned before you've got the the bill mowers of the world who like have really hammered religion pretty hard um pretty hilariously so but yeah um, the documentary back then i forgot the name oh uh what is it uh it goes around uh america yeah it's called their faith uh it's some play on words like yeah 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 religious something, atheist, or something something yeah religious religious oh yeah yeah, yeah. R- ridiculous and religious yeah. um yeah. yeah no it's fantastic but it is one of those situations where it's it's interesting it's another kind of example of this like these uh these new rules of combat if you will i'm just yeah. going to i'm going to stick with yeah. that analogy yeah. that you know, it's it's still okay to like punch up. I feel like at something like Catholicism because Catholicism is like you know it's this mega powerful institution. There's a lot of wealth in Catholicism. Uh, over time, it, it had a massive amount of power. It doesn't have as much anymore, but that feels that feels like a good target to punch up at. But yeah. you look at other you know religious groups, or you look at something that yeah, is often yeah. very controversial. Uh, like uh, Islam or anything like that, where in the U.S. there's a lot of Islamophobia, and so it it doesn't feel like that, as that, well. yeah. right that that feels more like punching down um, yeah. on a marginalized group, which uh, you know the, the the playing field doesn't feel totally even. Now, to be fair, for me, I I'd, I'd like to be in a world where it's all fair game. I really would. Uh, I, yeah. I get the point and I get that it feels different because uh, a group is marginalized. But at the same time, there's uh, there's obviously people who are Muslims who are very well off and and privileged. And there's people who are Catholics who are as poor as anyone, you know. So, like, I just feel like we have yeah. to we have to acknowledge that. 
either way, we're going to be sometimes punching down and without meaning to, or, uh, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. you know, it's not like you can just slap a label on any group and be like, Oh, they, we can make fun of them for anything. Um, yeah. and again, I think it's just like, it's, it's different for every single person. And for me, I'm, I'm not religious, uh, by any stretch, but I grew up very religious and my mother is very religious. So I have, I have a good deal of respect, uh, for religion, um, yeah. because there's people close to me who really care about it and who it seems to do really great things for and who are very non-judgmental and, and honestly yeah. great people. Um, and so though I reject so much of it and at, time, at times make jokes about it, it's just a different perspective that anyone could have. But once you know someone well, who's part of a certain group, like it just kind of humanizes it and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. like, sure, it, it's not what I'm down with. I think it's all fair game to make fun of, but at the same time, if we start like really villainizing anything, as you were maybe speaking speaking to before, where like we get into this place of almost feeling a little bit hateful towards certain groups, um, yeah. purely based on like a single label or principle, that's where it starts to get a little bit like ah, like maybe maybe we should ease off this, <laughs> you yeah. know. But it's it all can be very complicated when. Uh, <laughs> especially yeah. when you're trying to to make others laugh because uh, it's it's mm-hmm. not easy <laughs> totally no and, and uh, you know things evolve and and maybe uh, a group that that feels or that is marginalized today maybe on top tomorrow you know something mm. like that uh, well that happens in countries all, all the time yeah. when, when when balances of power mm. changes change yeah. completely from one day to another and um uh, so I don't know, maybe I think, I really think that if we, if any of us has statues, you know, yeah. in a, in a, without, with, with ourselves, like, yeah. uh, I really feel like in like a hundred years, my, like if I had a statue, it would be brought down because I'm, because I eat meat, you know? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, just you, don't you build keep... statues. That's that's my <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're fucking dumb. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> or or his context. So do you know that there's a there's a, a museum in in Berlin? I'm gonna say Berlin. That's for only edgy statues or statues that. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a name for it. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you this later. Okay. But, but, but or, like rejected statues. Mm. Yeah. So, like, so that's, <laughs> that's like funny. the perfect the, the perfect place to put like right. You send them. You just send all, all the rejects. All these people that yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the, <laughs> and, uh, and you you go to see that. I mean, as you go to, uh, I went to see I went to see Auschwitz. Mm. You can't you can't burn the place down because mm. it represents something horrible. Mm. You, you, you can't, right, uh, people you need can't to remember. show that it happened yeah yeah, yeah there's what, i mean an unbelievable number of people who start to reject these things even things like the, the holocaust yeah. that, that nowadays when we get too insulated from the things that have happened in, in our history which often is really fucking terrible you know like you look back yeah. and, and most of humanity seems pretty awful by today's standards but um, I think <laughs> yeah. that's a, a wonderful sign of progress, but we also, we can't yeah. lose touch with where we've gone wrong, uh, and just totally. say like, just because this doesn't pass the purity test of today, we should never talk about it again, or people shouldn't learn about it. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, it, it, the the statues. I, I I'm just waiting for the day when we realize that we should stop building permanent structures because they're just not gonna last. Um, yeah, exactly. Just like morphing statues or something like that, right? Right. It's just gonna be like a hologram. And you can just update. You yeah. know, you can just come up yeah. and be like, ah, okay. <laughs> That person fell yeah. out of favor. Uh, let's let's get some yeah, new like, on here. <laughs> An uh, NFT instead of a statue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's the future. Honestly, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's something I, I talk about with with Miranda a lot. Is that like I, I just always I'm very curious what the things will be like when we are old. What are we going to yeah. be bigoted about? Because it's it yeah. will happen, even with the best of intentions. Yeah, Again, not to excuse yeah. genuinely bigoted people today, but like it just will. Like when you get old, yeah. you stop giving a fuck about. No, no, no. So <laughs> no, obviously you have to keep up with the time, but at the same time, you try. You know, what, what, yeah, we, you know when you when you watch like a, a parent, like a father trying to be cool. Yeah, no, it's, and he's trying really it's hard so to bad. be cool when young. Yeah, it's bad. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a balance there because no, you yeah, don't yeah. want to change your mind completely with the, with the trends as yeah. well, right? No, I mean, you you do your best, and obviously you have to evolve. But at a certain point, you know, you get up into your seventies, and you're not you're not paying attention to shit anymore, and you yeah. you still obviously you want to be a decent person, and I think the principles. Uh, that that stand today will still stand then at least the important ones to me as far as just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know the, the sovereignty of the individual and you know just uh, I basic... hope so <laughs> yeah I mean I hope right. so but I have no idea about that one <laughs> <laughs> well I I mean maybe elaborate on that I think I know where you're going but yeah. uh, you, you feel as though that's uh, that's not a guarantee to make it through uh, no I I I feel like we're having less of that mm, uh, yeah. yeah so uh, i don't know if we go if we go a lot in in, in the direction of a big brother scenario or something mm. like that yeah i mean hey you know, i'm not... totally game but yeah it's yeah. it's i mean it, you're right that i think i'm speaking from my perspective and saying okay i feel like this is like an ultimately important principle but uh yeah i, I think it very much is under attack in in different spaces and part of the yeah. whole concept of this project is to kind of uh put a spotlight on that and and show that yeah. for for whatever it's worth uh any individual regardless of context or, or labels or anything like has value uh that i that i feel like is is something unique and, and special and that we ought to have the ultimate amount of respect for if if anything uh, but a, a lot of you know identity politics and and just different forces today, I think, encourage people to uh, describe themselves to create their sense of identity based around labels and a group identity more so than than their individual their individuality. So mm-hmm. it's it, I'm hoping that this is something that that we can hang on to because I think it's a very important principle. Um, But (laughs) if, uh, yeah, I I guess it, it, it illuminates the whole point I was really trying to make ultimately that I feel like if I, if I get to 
80 years old and that's still something that I hold on to dearly and that I feel like is important. And I, I treat people as individuals um, and, and I respect, yeah. you know, basic human rights and, and I stick with these things. I don't think I'll become this sort of, you know, actually yes. o- Crazy old, yeah, crazy, crazy old fart. Yeah, just awful, (laughs) and you know, totally out of touch, and just offending everyone, and just spewing garbage out of their mouth. But at the same time, I'm not going to know what's going on. I'm I'm not like I'm just (laughs) I'm not going to understand what is a robot and what is not. I'm (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to understand the technology. I'm not going to get what the kids are talking about. And yeah. so I'm going to be a little bit out of touch. And I just, for me, it's kind of a fun exercise just to think like, what's it going to be like one day uh-huh. when I'm just like, I don't yeah. get it. I, I can't understand what's happening in the political sphere. I can't understand the dominant culture. And I'm just trying my best to like, hang on and be a decent person and, and not offend people. But it's, yeah. it just gets harder and harder the older you get. And even now, of course, I'm relatively young, but still compared to like teens growing up right now, I, I probably seem uh, a bit out of touch in a lot of ways. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's already happening and, you know, definitely feel the same. <laughs> so by the time I'm 80, I mean, it's, it's going to be bad. But <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> That's why I try to have like a, almost an irrational amount of empathy with old people. Like they can be so difficult yeah. and so stuck in their yeah. ways, but I know yeah. it's going to be me one day. Like I just know it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't make yeah. it that far in life without being a little bit strong headed and, and stuck in your ways. Um, you know, yes. like it's you'd be dead already if yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably it. I feel like there's a lot of just like super stubborn old people who like should be dead. You know, yeah, if they just, just gave up, like they would die yeah, in like yeah, one yeah. day. But inside, <laughs> they're just like, no, I'm gonna hold on. I know <laughs> yeah. people like that. I know people, they're still around. <laughs> just for no reason, too. Like they're not happy. Yeah. They're not like enjoying. No, life. no, not at all. <laughs> they're like for a long time. all the time, and like yeah. we'll admit it. They're like, yeah, this sucks. Like I'm just waiting uh-huh. to die, and it's like, all right, yeah. then just do your thing, man. But uh, <laughs> crazy. You know, We'll see. Maybe you know, maybe we'll solve if, aging soon or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in time for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they save aging and we're like, and we're already kind of zombie. Yeah, we're like, already old and we're just like, ah, be, I don't want to stay like more, this. More time old. Yeah. <laughs> no, they thank to, you. They need to figure it out <laughs> soon or I'm going yeah. to have to opt out. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the aches and pains are already coming. And <laughs> yeah, but uh, so, uh, no, were you gonna say? Uh, oh, no, I, I was. I just remembered. I'm. Uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm. I'm watching these days. Um, uh, Pinky and the Brain. You remember that show? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember it? Yeah, <laughs> it was from Warner Brothers. Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, um, it was from the '90s or 2000s at least, and mm. uh, and yeah, there were some cringy moments, but mm. uh, a lot of these shows they're so refreshing now. Mm. Like if you look back at um, if if you look back at something like Pinocchio from Disney, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's really <laughs> terrifying. There's nothing in cartoons or or at least like in Pixar uh, that 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 that's 
ma- making uh, like that kind of trauma. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even trauma. We didn't consider it trauma. It was just something. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, it's a horrific story. movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when the kid turns himself in, into a donkey, it's yeah. it's really scary. And uh, uh, um, yeah, I just thought of all, all this uh, like in mm-hmm. regards of how things used to be and, right. and 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 the cool thing is that you can actually rewatch stuff from from back then, like Ren and Stimpy and all of that. Mm. It's yeah. stuff that's not not made right now at all mm. and uh, it, it could be the case that that we would have like a ren and stimpy a new ren, ren and stimpy and then a new one and then a better version but we're sure. not having that no. so we can always go back <laughs> and yeah. enjoy and enjoy the, the, mm. those cartoons yeah, yeah. Did, did you see the movie Zoot, Z- zootopia, zootopia uh, yeah, yeah 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 mm. yeah i yeah, thought it was I, I thought i thought that it was uh, a movie that went all the way through the corridor avoiding all the lasers yeah perfect because of the yeah because of the like animals would be people uh, groups of people mm-hmm. how crazy is that to make yeah. a movie like that <laughs> right now i thought it was incredible and mm. uh, the bad guys were like italian mafia yeah, yeah. Which I feel like it's a group that it's okay to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> to, it's fine to. <laughs> to <laughs> they're, they're not they're not seen as as being worse than or something like that. Right, it's yeah, it's yeah. fine to make to to, to pop jokes at at them. Yeah, the criminals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, I thought it was very funny that, mm. that uh, and and I'm pretty sure it, um, I'm pretty sure there's there's a way that, that that movie could seem like incredibly awful and prejudiced to Italians mm. yeah, in yeah. a few years or something. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it was very can, unpopular uh, in Italy. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> but everywhere Probably. else. I mean, yeah. I, I I thought it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, I, I think there's probably a pretty funny sketch to be made there. Just like, <laughs> I'm just be, seeing it in my head right now. Just like whoever's job it is to like basically keep score. And you've got like, you know, okay to joke about and not okay to joke about. Oh, yeah, and someone's yeah. just sitting there like 24-7 just like deliberating. It just like slowly yeah. gets moved over. <laughs> uh, but Italian Mafia is totally fair game. So we yeah, got to have our yeah. way with it until it's not. Uh, until it's not, yeah, exactly. But eventually there's going to be like three things, you know. There's, uh-huh. there's going to be like three topics that you can make jokes about. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. comedians are going to have to be like fucking astrophysicists, you know. Like they're going to have to yeah. be sitting there with yeah. their jokes. Like with like, a, you know, one of those like, uh, fuck, what are they called? You know, when someone's trying to solve a crime and they've got like, you know. Oh, murder <laughs> board. Yeah, like a murder board. A murder board, yeah, make, definitely. Yeah. Just to make like one good joke. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hit any of the categories. Totally. Um, <laughs> you know, I saw something about uh, humor I- between the generations. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme that, that went like, uh, boomer uh, humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate my wife. Yeah. <laughs> cool, right? Sure. And, then, <laughs> and then it was like a millennial humor. I I hate my life. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then it was uh, uh, Gen, Gen X human humor. Uh, butter knife. 
<laughs> Brandon, I didn't really understand this. Is is this not to to be understood? Is this just like because it rhymes? What what is it? <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I I guess my gut reaction was just uh, a uh, they're saying. Uh, not funny. Uh, is this the point? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not funny anymore. I thought uh, it was something like that. Gen Z is just, uh, it doesn't work as well. Uh, or they're saying <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you know, a butter, like, what can you do with a butter knife? It's a terrible tool. Um, you yeah. can't even, you know, all I mean, you can I, do I, is. I, 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 th- I thought knife. about killing yourself w- w- with a butter knife, and it's like <laughs> probably very funny and, and awful. Yeah. You can definitely take it pretty dark there, but I think ultimately, <laughs> yeah. saying like it's just, you know, it's it's not sharp. You know, it's uh, you can take that quite literally. Ah, you yeah. know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah. No, I, I think there's. Yeah. It works on a few levels. I would say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of philosophical. That is, that is funny though. You, you'll have to send it to me. Maybe I can. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll search it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'll try to put it in the show notes or something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to your point, it is it is like hyper rewarding when you do find something that holds up because like nine times out of ten, I watch old shit and I'm like, fuck this isn't good anymore. You know, like it's just, I can't enjoy this as much as I'd like to, or the way Uh that I did when I was a kid, because I've changed and the culture has changed. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's hard when you're like, you have this image of something in your head where you're like, Oh, this is my favorite movie. This is like my favorite sketch. And you go back and you're like, doesn't work, you know, and like kind of terrible. But then when you do find like one of those gems, and you're like, wow, like this works still on every level. Yeah, yeah That yeah. is incredible that they made it something is. that would stand the test of time because it's so rare. Like now it's just, you know, all the best movies ever were made in the past five years, according to like critics, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, Lady Bird <laughs> and Moonlight <laughs> and, you know, there's never yeah. been a better movie than that. And it's like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything that's classic is now yeah. like, well, that was, I mean, and, and to be fair, it's true. It's all very sexist, you know, like at, is, at the yeah, very yeah. least, it's very sexist. Yeah. But uh-huh. um, at the same time, still something to be learned there. But, you know, maybe that's a controversial statement, but it, uh, yeah, it's, it's so hard. And off the top of my head, it's honestly hard for me to even think of like one thing that, that I watched that's old. Like I was even watching... Uh, I might have mentioned this to Mariana, but uh, what was the name of it? I, I, I you would recognize it, but uh-huh. uh, like Eddie Murphy's first stand-up special that like yeah, he right, really right. broke uh-huh. onto the scene with. He's wearing the the red, you know. Right. I, 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 I listened <laughs> like, to it. I, I saw it back then. Yeah. So you saw it recently? Yeah. No. Yeah, I saw it. You know, like a few weeks ago. I mean, it's incredibly funny, but like it's hard to watch at times because it's like very homophobic and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I guess a lot of the F word, if you will, uh, in like uh, a very derogatory way. Hmm. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, right, right. you know, like it's, it's yeah. tough because you don't want to defend that. Uh, yeah. And it's like one of these all time great stand up specials. But at times I was like, honestly, a little uncomfortable. And for me, that's very hard to do. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's hard to know how to feel about those things because there still was like plenty of 
incredible humor in it but at the same time you're like wow this is really insensitive <laughs> you know like it's yeah. it's just hard to to find anything that's that's more than a decade old that uh can that really still resonates or yeah could be made today right? yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a challenge but maybe that that should be someone's job is just like to, to go back and, and and make a list for everyone of what is still funny that yeah, yeah. that is okay to be a uh, fan of uh but it, yeah, well, I, I saw a romantic comedy the other uh, just just the other day love actually do you know that yeah, so yeah, like I have a, seen it. In English. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen it. <laughs> have you seen it recently? No, no, no. I ah, <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, it's another movie that you yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's hard no, to. No, no, it's no, been no, a while, they, but. Yeah. They, they, no, they, like, you know, just, just very quickly, they had like this whole. Uh, um, I don't know. There's probably like ten different characters there that that, mm. that, that are followed, uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like there's one guy that they think it's gay, mm. and they like tease him, mm. and then you see that he's not, and that's like the the big reveal. The, the mm. guy is actually the the, the main char- the main character for oh, uh, Walking okay. Dead. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't think that would be. No, no, that wouldn't be accepted today. And, yeah, and, no. <laughs> and, and also, like, having, like, 10 or 20 people and no one is gay, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, the, <laughs> that's totally fucked. I mean, it's... Yeah, the, it's, the it's numbers honestly, like, don't, don't match. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I mean, it's it's genuinely hilarious to me. It's It's more than hilarious. Like, it's... I think it means something, and it might be terrible, but it's also hilarious that I find myself doing that now and like as it's probably been made clear mm-hmm. today like i'm a very hard person to offend i i personally mm-hmm. push back on a lot of the stuff that that uh flies as normal these days but for me like it really has become a thing where you it's just we've become conditioned now to see mm-hmm. things through a new lens where like as you said you see something yeah. and you're like why are there when so many feel- why there's so many white people you know like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, something yeah. i would never <laughs> think ever you know a few yeah, years ago yeah. and but like your gut reaction uh-huh. is like this probably sucks because because it's only white people and it's like that is yeah, racist that is, <laughs> that is obviously racist to say yeah um but even i will catch myself and like i i have kind of a uh, a complicated or I guess just maybe abnormal history with race because I'm multiracial and most uh-huh. people don't immediately know what I am. Uh, and I, I grew up in an environment uh, that was largely white because uh, I've gotten into it before, but my mom made immense sacrifices to send me to a private school as a kid uh, because she was very uh-huh. religious and wanted me to go to a Catholic school. Um, right, right. And, I, you know, I got some scholarships and, and some financial aid and, and we were able to make it happen. But so, like, I was always in an environment where I was kind of an outsider uh, in, a, yeah, yeah. in a, a direct way. But I didn't feel that way often, you know, like I for me, it was uh-huh. just normal. But then I felt like in almost any environment I was in, I was always different because, uh, you know, a whole half of my family is black. And, uh, you know, I grew up in black churches and, you know, being in, in black environments and I grew up in a, you know, a largely 
or at least a, a somewhat Hispanic neighborhood as well. So like, I just, I always felt different than those around me and that was fine. Right, like I, right. I was always comfortable. I always could uh -huh. blend. Um, so I think I see things a lot differently than most people. So like when I see, uh -huh. you know, I'm, I'm the only person of color in a room, I'm 100% comfortable. I understand yeah. why that's very uncomfortable for some, but for me, I'm just used to, I'm never, that was never something that I assumed could even be the case that I'd be in a room where everyone looked like me. Like that was just never, never even a thought in my head. So, so Go ahead. Sorry. So the, the, this wasn't always a, a, a bad thing. I mean, mm -hmm. feeling different. Right. Like uh, uh, um, my example, it's like the opposite, like growing in Portugal as a Portuguese, I don't know, uh, native European. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, well, <laughs> sure. I, feel, I feel very normal, you know, I feel inc incredible, like physically, uh, right. I'm like the... the um, the, the height of a Portuguese, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I'm like very, very typical physically. Right. So I have a, I try to have a mohawk or I'll put a cap on, yeah. you know, I'll always try to do something that, um, that, that, that differentiates me. Mm. So I, I'm always very curious. So was that always a bad thing or, or mm. actually uh, usually a good thing uh, uh, or yeah. do you think about it a lot or? See, that's the thing. I, uh -huh. and granted, again, I think this probably speaks to some perspectives I shared earlier, where like, I, I would like to live in a world where we talk less and less, there's less and less emphasis on race, because I, I don't think it's that important. Yeah. And, and I, I think, mm -hmm. I think, I think cultural differences are significant and real yeah, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. worth talking about. But like the color of someone's skin <laughs> is, is a totally irrelevant to me. Uh -huh. And again, I grew up in a space, even just in my home, where of course it was relevant because my mom and my dad look totally different and have totally different skin colors. So uh -huh. obviously that's something that fundamentally could never be a part of who I am uh, to, to be someone who's like, no, like that's that's a huge deal. Like we should treat people differently because of that. Um, and, and I, I see that as a great privilege that, that I uh -huh. just was able to grow up that way. I know a lot of people aren't and people aren't exposed to other cultures. Uh, so for me, it was always just kind of like, I always want to, I never want to attribute something to race that I don't have to. I, I never want to make assumptions about people based on their race. And mm -hmm. I think that's becoming more and more common in a way that honestly, I'm yeah. often not comfortable with where we're expected to make assumptions about people strictly based on, you know, the way that they look based on the color of their skin or say, okay, uh, these are the things that I can assume I ought to treat you differently. And even though the idea is to treat people, uh, you know, with maybe more compassion or, or whatever, I get where it comes from, yeah. but it's still to treat them differently just yeah, yeah. because mm -hmm. of how they look. And to yeah. me, that always just sounded pretty ludicrous and honestly a little bit racist to say we're, we're going to make these surface judgments based on uh, something so arbitrary like like skin color and something that that means so little you know you go across the world and you see people that that look all different sorts of ways and have totally divergent cultures and um i th again i think culture is real and significant because it's uh -huh. what you grow uh -huh. up in it's it's uh it's what forms you but that doesn't have to be <laughs> associated with race first of all these are these can be very different Definitely. things um so for me i guess to really answer your question 
I never really saw it as a negative. I'll admit as a kid, like yeah. I, at a point in my life where I think everyone is kind of thinking this way, like I wanted to blend in, you know, more than yeah. I did because you get to a certain point, I don't know, middle school where like you just want to be normal and, and you want to fit in, you want to be cool. And to be different is sometimes uh, feels like it's at odds with that. Um, uh-huh. so I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that I never faced any racism or, you know, offensive comments, or I was never made to feel uncomfortable, but I, I honestly feel like people generally accepted me for who I was and mm-hmm. it wasn't a problem for me. Again, I, I've, <laughs> I've been in the situations I, I've had, you know, old white dudes come up to me when I'm out to dinner with a friend and like, tell them to watch out for me, you know, like I've, I, I've, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been through it, but at the same time, it's like, I, I think those situations are largely in the extreme. Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. it's also like, I'll admit, there's so many situations in life where like, I, I, maybe I had a weird interaction or even when I was like, you know, I was in eighth grade and I had a crush on a girl and I could have been like, well, maybe she just doesn't like me because I'm not white or, you know, there's, there's a million situations uh-huh. in which I could, you always have the opportunity to say like mm-hmm. any sure. injustice I face, I could say maybe it's because of my race, but I feel like that's, sure. Sure. that's such a burden that I feel like so many people feel like they have oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. have to carry is like every uh-huh. situation mm-hmm. you go into somebody bumps into you on the street and you're like, oh, that person's racist. Like they have a problem with me. It's like they, they could just be an asshole. You know, they could just be a yeah, self-centered yeah. asshole. Like <laughs> like a good amount of the population is uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it's got nothing to do with race. It's just, uh, but then you have to like carry that baggage mm-hmm. where you take on this worldview where like uh, that's the lens that you have to see everything through. And like I said, I feel like I was very privileged to not, have to always feel that way because of how I grew up where I, again, I, I try not to make anything about race that it doesn't. Sure. In those types of situations, I'm like, okay, that motherfucker's racist. Like yeah. fuck that guy. But like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to start a problem with him. Um, but largely it seems I, I, like there's nothing you can do. Right. Him. It's, you know, yeah. I guess it early, he's this old ass dude. He's set in his ways. I'm not going to change him. I'm not going <laughs> to exactly. stand yeah, up yeah. in this restaurant and like, yeah. you know, make an example out of him. And he's going to be like, man, I, all these oh, years of, <laughs> of hating <laughs> black people, I was, man. I was, I was so wrong. <laughs> I, I had no idea they could be so articulate. Um, you know, <laughs> like it's, that's not going to happen. But uh, for me, I I largely do feel like I've been able to move through life and uh, at least come to a point as an adult where I felt like it was an advantage to be someone who uh, was a bit racially ambiguous and and could toe the lines Uh and could could speak everyone's language, if you will, and also be able to kind of be given the license. And I'm sure it's going to be taken away from me. Maybe it already is and I'm not aware. But like right now, my understanding is that because of that, I'm like, oh, it's okay for me to say things that other people aren't. Right, like, right, I, right. I'm generally like still in, I think I'm on that other side where it's like, he can make jokes. Um, he can say yeah. stuff because like, you know, technically I fit into this group. Um, uh-huh. And so I've been able to have some some difficult conversations that other people feel like they can't have. And I can I can reach out and I can reach across party lines and racial lines and just, just be honest and just talk and and open up about things. And like I said, probably within the next 
five to ten minutes, that'll be revoked, and it'll be like all multiracial people are racist, um, <laughs> and I'll just have to be like, "Fuck, all right, well, never mind. I can't talk about race anymore." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's I, I've seen it as a as a great advantage in my life. Um, and again, I empathize with cool. anyone who feels like it's been a disadvantage for them, but. Uh, personally, I, I feel like it's helped me. It's, it's helped form who I am and it allowed me to, to just always be very open-minded and yeah, that's, that's what balanced. I was thinking. I think that that seems to be something that, 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 that is pretty much embedded on, on being multi-race, uh, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, you really, like I said, you just can't help it. And I, I think it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not here to like toot my own horn and be like, I, I'm so great. I'm not racist, but it's, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just how I, it's so integral to my identity that, uh, that my identity is actually not rigid. Like I, you know, this, the whole nature of this project that it is all about the fluidity of, of personal identity, yeah. that mm -hmm. it, it really It, it goes head to head with all of these conceptions about what race should mean as soon as you have someone that's more than one. Like, you know, as soon as you're like, uh -huh. no, I'm multiple things. And they're like, uh, 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 well, uh -huh. <laughs> that changes everything because uh -huh. anytime you try to make it seem like it's something, there's something fundamental to be white mm -hmm. or to be anything. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then you have someone that's multiple things. And, you know, obviously you don't know where to put them and that's a problem. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't have yeah. a bucket and you have to kind of cut them in half and be like, well, half of you is this and half of you is that or whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, I think if you actually meet and interact, as you said, with people who just like have diverse backgrounds or who are multiracial, and I think it's an incredible thing that that's just becoming uh more and more normal that you yeah. know in theory in in a few hundred years like everyone will be on some level uh yeah, and i yeah, guess yeah. to be fair they already are but people don't like to acknowledge yeah. that exactly <laughs> that, exactly you know, yeah. life yeah. kind of started in africa but you know yeah, exactly. for all for all <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so offensive of you to say <laughs> <laughs> A bunch uh, of people would be very offended. Right. Honestly, yeah, we should just scrap yeah. this whole thing, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, maybe it's something that we can kind of wrap up on, but I, I'm curious how that maybe is, is different or similar in Portugal, because I... I know very little, of course, as an American about Portuguese culture, Portugal. Uh, sure. but yeah. is that... Uh, Is there a lot of uh, kind of ethnic or, or racial diversity? And is that something that gets talked about a lot as far as um, inequality on that front, the way that I guess you maybe see it in the U.S.? Or is it kind of incomparable? So maybe, well, I'm sure the U.S. has more differences in classes mm. than, we, than we have here. But right. there's racism everywhere, right? And sure. um There's uh, in Portugal, uh, even though like I, I'm, I live in Porto, the second city, so Lisbon will have a lot more immigrants, mm -hmm. and Porto kind of has uh, like a lot of people that, that were born here, like their fa their parents, their grandparents. There, mm. you can go back, you know. Like yeah. I'm a lot like that. I, I, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's um, it's like cousins. 
fuck all the way to me. <laughs> you know, it it's kind of so. So I, I'm I feel like uh, like on the other side of the spectrum of what of what you of your experience. You know, right. that's why I try to wear the hat yeah. um, and and make some cr uh, something crazy with my clothes or mm. so or at least growing up. And, right. and it's because I wanted to stand out. Right. In a place just where so people I'm so can recognize much, you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just like a lot of people here, you know. Mm. Like it's not like we don't we don't see people from everywhere. We we had uh, until COVID, we had a lot of tourism in in port. So mm -hmm. we definitely and and I've always been friends with like people who were studying here. I lived in England as well. Uh, mm. So that that that's uh, in Birmingham. That that was a place that where, where I interacted with people from all around the world, mm -hmm. which is something that I don't really do in Portugal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so in Portugal, you'll have more more people uh, uh, from uh, ex-colonies, like uh, from Africa, mm -hmm. and a lot of Brazilians. My, my girlfriend is Brazilian. And that's very exciting. The, the, she she, she kind of looks like... Um, she kind of looks like a Native American. Mm -hmm. But but Brazil is like a, a melting pot of... Right. Like, you know, Native Americans and uh, uh, African slaves back then, you know, mm, and, right. and the Europeans. So, so you have like, you really, you, you can pinpoint uh, mm -hmm. a specific race, you know, yeah. uh, in a lot of Brazilians. <laughs> that, that's really cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think so. That. I hope I can give that to a kid, to, to, <laughs> yeah. to kids, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or at least a nice hat, you know. Oh, it is a nice <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's interesting, though. I think it's obviously, you know, we always talk about America as, you know, the melting pot. So it's a certain level of, of diversity in, in, in cultural, uh, I guess, assimilation is, is just kind of at the core of, of what this country is. But obviously, no. as you said, every country is, is diverse in its own way. And yeah. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's just really interesting. And, and I think a great point to end on that I'll, I'll put some thought behind what you were just saying, like just this idea that you would be in a culture where like who you are and, and how you look is so almost homogenous that you, you feel yeah. the need to like try to uh, distinguish yourself or like, you know, the, the fact you might like walk into a bar and, you know, th there might be someone that looks so much like you that you, your friends don't recognize you or something that uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really have to try to stand out. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, no, I mean, I just think it's interesting. And obviously you, you're someone who really tries to own who you are and, and to express yourself Um And, and maybe that to some degree comes from, you know, being in a culture where a lot of people have, have been there a long time and people look kind of yeah. similar and that yeah. uh, being divergent and being different and, and expressing yourself is something that you had to kind of really work towards uh, or, or make an effort mm -hmm. to do in a, in a creative sense, whether it be through music or, or animation or, yeah. uh, you know, making a fool of yourself on stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, exactly. uh, there's a lot of ways to do it, but it's just something, honestly, uh, I'd, I'd never even really, really thought about all that much. Uh, so <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'll maybe sit with that one for a while, but, um, yeah, ultimately I, I've had a really good time doing this. Yeah. Uh, this it, it really has cool. been great. I love you know, talking to you. <laughs> hopefully we can, uh, 
I can be the one to tear down your statue in the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For some reason. You just find a reason. <laughs> yeah, just for fun, you know. Yeah. It's, it's really sure. fun. Like, I uh-huh. I think it's this generally is... a bad idea, but it does seem fun, you know. I would never tear down <laughs> yeah, a yeah, statue yeah. myself. It's a fine day, right? <laughs> but like, I get why people do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. You just they get kind of riled up and you're like, let's just tear it's everything exciting. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just well, what happened? Really, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, what happened? Like when we grew up, okay, I was a lot into like being a sort of rebel you know, like yeah. radically. So, um, so like I said, I, I was very much into punk rock and that's something mm. that famously was like the, the guys would say fuck on TV and, mm. and, right. and just being... And sometimes a lot of people associated with that is are just assholes, you know. <laughs> but but at the same time, there's something very like inoffensive mm. about the way we were edgy. Mm. Uh, so we do you can you pinpoint the difference? Like what what what's the problem? Why mm. why are people like you can't say certain stuff? now mm. the same way you couldn't say fuck on tv back then right but f- saying fuck on tv or, or watching ali g or something like that it, it mm. felt like kind of cool and and like something that would open up something mm. yeah I, I i don't know how to say it but would, i don't know exactly what's the difference between what we thought was cool and, and prohibited mm. and edgy and fun yeah. You know, uh, in good faith. Yeah. And, and, no, and, and now, mean, the, the, like, the Bad Religion, the band Bad Religion, they have a song called The Kids Are Alt-Right. Mm. And it's something <laughs> like that right now. It's weird. Mm. It's like those guys are the punks now. <laughs> right. What yeah. happened? I It's it's strange. It really is. And, like, um, I guess he keeps coming up, but I think his commentary is useful that, um, I don't know if you saw what episode it was on but bill maurer talks about a lot is that like he was specifically talking about there's been like a bunch of news stories recently uh people like in the alt-right who are doing like super edgy things and like having these like orgies and like doing all these drugs (laughs) and shit and he's like what the fuck like this was supposed to be our thing like this is we were supposed to be the edgy party you know we were like free love you know smoking weed and and the hippies Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, fighting against, you know, the power and the, you know, the Vietnam War and all that. Like, that was the uh-huh. left was the party of free speech. And now that yeah. sounds ridiculous to say, because obviously it's not. But like free speech was huge for the left for a long time. And then, yeah, for whatever reason, that just started to change. And now, like, the right seems to be the party of free speech, which feels weird to say because I don't <laughs> support uh the right generally speaking but i certainly support free speech so it's like you know it's so fucked up because the free speech they advocate it's like uh, i i don't want to i don't want to wear a mask and and uh, i'm free it's a free country i I won't i won't wear a mask Hmm. but but uh i I bet that same person would be incredibly bigot to 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 a transgender person you know right yeah, so no, it's what it's, freedom it's is it really? Yeah. You know, it's so it's so inconsistent. Uh, the, the same with cancel cancel culture. So mm. a person who would can, uh, a person who you would um, 
agree upon on many subjects would really want to cancel something well that you like or not mm. they would really want to cancel something so um what what happens when when you have like what will that same person say of like ex-cons you mm. know like when they go back to to life and right are they cancelled for life? Uh, yeah. Would they be able to have a job? I mean, what what what's right. the what's the narrative? You know, for for uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, for for the fair. people who are cancelling everything on mm. on the, on the, um, on on that tone of um, social justice. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, I think in a lot of ways, like so much has just jumped forward from. Uh, from a technological perspective in the past few decades, like even just like the, like social media isn't even really that old. And I feel like that is a huge factor in all of this, as far as how it's changed and kind of shifted more towards the left. Like, because in a lot of ways to your point, like we've kind of put the carriage before the horse. And so like, we know that we want to cancel people, but we haven't established any sort of a path towards uh, redemption you know we haven't decided like what it what it means to really apologize and really to be sorry and to be able to reintegrate into society like you said with prisoners we yeah. it's a huge problem and it's something we talk a lot about on the left is, is how do we you know create a, a sort of um restorative or uh mm -hmm. reintegrative mm -hmm. process that it's not like these people are just fucked because you know they they sold a pound of weed when they were in college or something but um yeah, it's, it's something we just haven't figured out at all. We haven't really seen yeah. anybody make a comeback that feels right or that feels okay or that is accepted. Mm -hmm. And in theory, we would think we, we that's obviously what we want. We want people to change and evolve and, and recognize yeah. their failures. Um, but to your previous point, I feel like a lot of it did start kind of like on college campuses uh and i i could be wrong here but i from my mm -hmm. understanding a lot of it was like that was like the early waves of cancel culture i, I remember I remember when yeah. it was like you know someone would come to speak on campus and students being students would make a big deal out of it and protest and try yeah. to get them yeah. to not speak and then that was like that was mm -hmm. cancel culture for a while and then people realized that when you take this online you know in an instant you could have hundreds of thousands of people who are signing off on what you're saying um and that companies like have to respond to that so now yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. everywhere and you know it's it's professors getting fired it's it's people losing jobs it's it's yeah. people losing careers and and sometimes obviously it's justified but i feel like it started in kind of a small um very uh -huh. like incendiary culture which is like a college campus where people are you know people tend to just be a little bit more you know rebellious and outraged and, uh, you know, as they say, maybe like, you know, your point about Portugal to the U.S. that like what you see on college campuses, what you're going to see in the world in a few years. But it's it's true. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you see what's happening mm -hmm. there and people say like, ah, it's just the kids. Like it's just people on college. Like they don't know what they're talking about. It won't get that big, but it did. No, no, it, it and, will get big. Like like uh, skate, uh, skateboarding is a mm. sport. Is, a, is an actual sport on like the Olympic Games yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. No, everything, everything that was like a, a, a side project for us is <laughs> now actually a thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> People yeah. turned adults. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it just, I think that's kind of where it started, where it came from a place of just like, 
okay, I don't want this person to speak on my campus because like, I don't like what they have mm-hmm. to say. And at first it seemed uh, maybe like it was coming from a good place, but, or it was just sure. kind of college kids. So it was like, ah, whatever. But I feel like it normalized this idea that if someone was saying something mm-hmm. that you didn't like, that you could just remove them from the equation as opposed to just not listening to them, you know, <laughs> as opposed to yeah. just being like, I'm not going to go see them speak. It's like, they shouldn't have a platform at all. And once yeah, that yeah, got yeah. kind of normalized, that that was a way to yeah. deal with things. And it got taken to social media where we realized that like one person could like really start a fire in an instant and you could cancel mm-hmm. someone in a matter of hours Um and just the ability, the rate of change could be so fast that I think mm-hmm. that's where you get a lot of bad actors in the equation because, of course, people are going to take advantage of these sorts of incentives. Where if you know, like, all I have to do is, like, say one thing, like, I just need to type out 140 yeah. characters and, like, I can, you know, cause a, a cultural very, very fucking meltdown. Mm-hmm. That's why, obviously, some, you know, bad actors are going to gravitate towards that. And we have to be able to sort through the people who genuinely like are bringing things to our awareness that are important. And between people who are just trying to stir shit up or like create fame for themselves online or um, just be hateful. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't know what to do about it, to be honest. (laughs) But uh, besides, you know, keep encouraging people to to speak their minds and uh just be open yeah, totally uh, across the spectrum that even if it's stuff that you does really hurt your feelings or, or make you feel uh, negatively about someone that that's, it's important to know like what is going on on the other side and how people really uh-huh. think, because I think this whole preference falsification model is just so dangerous for it to be like, I mean, that's what you see in, uh, you know, historically in truly fascist or communist countries where people, you know, people are just shutting up, shutting up and everyone's pretending like they're on board or everybody's just kind of like nodding their heads and being like, yeah, I'm, I'm down with the, the I'm down with whatever. And behind Cole's doors, they're like, oh, fuck, like this is getting bad. But no one feels comfortable just like having conversation because the cost just feels too high. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. just keep. Keep making fools out of yourself is, is all I can really say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just hope. Well, and you're, doing, you're doing a very good job with uh, <laughs> with your platform. You know, I, I started our, our podcast uh, because of Trump. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was kind of sick of going to the internet and having like oh, a lot of hate speech, you know? Mm, yeah. And so I thought, like, yeah, like you presented, um, uh, imposters anonymous like you just want to get to to like those little sides of people and people are as you will predict they are mm-hmm. right so yeah yeah so uh, in our podcast the the, the same concept uh, goes there like you can you can see someone who you think is gonna be very different than you but then you go and, and they watch the same youtube channels right yeah yeah i I mean i think it's very revealing yeah i had i had like um a lot in um uh in common with one guest that i assumed we had nothing in common Mm -hmm. he's he's also portuguese but but he's um he's vegan and he's a bodybuilder stuff that i'm not that i'm not And oh, we really? watched the same, yeah, yeah we watched <laughs> the same YouTube channel. <laughs> that was a surprise about the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you you really never know. Um, 
But yeah, yeah I, I think it's a very compelling concept. I mean, I, I just think you can learn a lot. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the big tech companies will will agree, but you can learn a lot about people <laughs> based on their their you know, their media consumption habits. But I think it is, you know, totally. it's it's the new language. It's it's how we relate to one another, it's how we experience the world and uh i think it's 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 definitely even you know myself going through the process for for your show it was it was definitely a little bit of a mirror where i was like you know just going yeah, back yeah. through and being like is this is this really who i am yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's so cool but um, it's so cool you know you had I, to assess yourself and, and like be, yeah. be a little judgier with, yeah. the, with the things you watch exactly right? yeah no sure thing um Cool. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, um, yeah. I'll, hopefully I'll we're you... on the right path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, hopefully we're we're putting a very small drop in the in the bucket. Exactly. But exactly. It, you know, it's it's still something, and yeah. uh, at the very worst, we're having a good time doing it. So. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's like voting. You 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 feel like you do a little yeah. bit, <laughs> <laughs> but just just stay at home and, and have a nice conversation. It's right. nice. <laughs> it's, that's a a great note for us to end on to leave the audience with is uh, you know vote vote with your uh, vote with your words you know just be yeah. yourself yeah, and that, yeah, that yeah. means something you know it really does even if it's totally. just one vote <laughs> 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 and you know. It's, uh, no electoral college for uh, <laughs> for uh -huh. speech, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get out of here on that. But again, thank you for doing this. I, I really had I don't know if I've laughed this much in a podcast before, so uh, oh, I've had a good time <laughs> doing it's this nice. and uh, keeping it light and uh, you know just digging some giant holes to jump in later. But uh, <laughs> cool. I've, I've enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully you have as well, and, and maybe uh, a couple other people out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that, uh, that that's what we really want. Like a couple of other people and your podcast is so Yeah, just success, maybe yeah. one or two. <laughs> no if more it than matters that. for them. That's nice. <laughs> exactly. So neat. Thank you very much, Brandon. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, no, talk of to you. Awesome uh, talk to you. You hopefully. you you are very eloquent. This is a very good show, and you're you're awesome to to. Uh, it's awesome to hear you speak. Not just your voice, the words you speak and the <laughs> order in which you speak those words. So <laughs> uh, go Thank on. Thank you. No, that's <laughs> that's very podcast. gracious of you. But uh, yeah, you should hear my Portuguese. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But anyway, anyone who stuck around this long, thanks for joining, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>